Yeah, I'm a little feisty this morning, picking on the artist and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to hit somebody. So um, I'm just, uh, I lost my hard drive last night, okay? And um, so the message this morning really changed titles last night. It became Trusting God When Your Hard Drive Crashes. And the funny thing about it is, I'm such an idiot, um, I, um, I, 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 things were, you know, things were going south. I could tell they were going south on my computer yesterday afternoon, actually, actually a few days ago. And, um, of course, I took it to our IT guy back there, Dave, and he, he likes to pride himself on, on fixing things at the geniuses at the Genius Bar at the Mac store. If you've been there, they have a Genius Bar. He's very proud about whenever he does something the geniuses can't do. So I said, well, fix my hard drive, dude. And, um, of course, he couldn't. But, um, but it was out, really, it was he, out of his control. It was out of anybody's control. Nobody could fix it. So it was shot. So anyway, I knew things were going south, so I mailed myself the document for, for the message that I've been working on for this morning. But I mailed myself the wrong document. You believe that stuff? So I took it to the Mac store, and they said, okay, uh, you're, 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 I think this, your, your hard drive's gone. And uh, I think, though, we can, we can get you a new one. Uh, and all that. I mean, I'm on AppleCare. It doesn't cost anything. But, but we, we think we can retrieve all the contents. And um, so I, I go back. I said, well, I'm not leaving. You know, I'm not, it's like leaving one of my kids. I'm not, I'm not leaving one of my kids, you know, in the emergency room. And I'm not leaving my computer in the freaking, you know. I mean, I might leave my kids. They can take care of themselves, not my computer. But anyway, um, so I said, so I came back three hours. And he said, well, we got you a new hard drive. Everything's good to go. But we couldn't save anything. So... Fortunately, like Jesus, Rich saves, and uh, I, um, that was a joke, people. Man, saves, you know, like back up. You guys, you know, you've been out in the heat too long, you know that, don't you? Anyway, um, so I, I feel confident we'll get it back eventually, but I, did, I lost everything for today, even though I'd been, had it. So, so here you go, it changed. And, uh, but you know what? You got to trust God. Even with when the hard drive crashes, and um, we're going to talk about that this morning and this, this verse of the year. Let me give you a little background on the verse of the year. If you weren't here, uh, December the twenty seventh, oh nine, six months to the day the, uh, of right now, June twenty seventh. Um, I gave this message, delivered this message on the, and we don't always do a verse of the year, it's something we've done it a couple times now, and, and Clay and I were talking about it back in the middle of December somewhere, and, uh, you know, we're going to do this, and what would it be, and he was very gracious, and I said, here's what I'd like it to be, in my Proverbs 3, and he said, well, it's a good idea, let's, let's just go with that. So, um, and so that, and here's the reason, in all honesty, why I chose that verse. I knew I'd need it. I knew I'd need it. I knew that there were changes in the... I knew we'd be making some changes. I knew then what we'd be doing. We'd be announcing. I'd be taking a different role. Uh, I wouldn't be the senior pastor. I hadn't announced it at that point as of yet, but I knew that that would be coming and that I'd have be, be doing a different role, something I've never done before. Now, now, is it positive? Is it good? It is, but it's change. And it's going in a realm that I've never been in 30-plus years of, of, as a pastor. I've never been in a different role other than other than what I have done before this. So I knew that I would, I, would, I knew that in, in the light of day, you know, it's a, it's a very positive thing that's going on, the change and, and so forth. For those of you who don't know, I've taken a different role as a pastor here, and, and we're looking for a new senior pastor, and I'm going to um, uh, believe that's all going to work, work well, and, and we believe that in faith and so forth. But it's change. It's different. And it's, it's 
that four-letter word, it's unknown. Well, it should be a four-letter word. Um, it's unknown. And, uh, y- you know, it's, it's, it's just... Uh, it's, <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. Just hang with it. Um, um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things that can work on you. Some of you are dealing with that. Maybe it's in the area of your, of your profession. Maybe it's in the area of your family. And there's some stuff going on, and you don't know how it's all going to work out. Or maybe it has to do with your health. Or maybe it has to do with dropping off a kid for college. I mean, that's exciting and fun, but it's... Traumatic, at least it was for me, both times. You know? Thankfully, the first time I was by myself and I could cry all the way home by myself. And nobody saw me. But the uh, second time, I wasn't so lucky. My wife was there and all we could do was cry. And finally she said, are we going to talk or not? And I said, no, we're not. No. <laughs> anyway, um, whatever it is at the moment... It can just be overwhelming. And, and, and a lot of folks, I know, I know what some of you are dealing with. I don't know what everybody here is dealing with. It, it, that whole unknown thing and what, whatever it might be, that's why we need this verse. More importantly, the truth of this verse to, to get deep down into our soul, into, into our body as we understand, our brain, as we understand trusting the Lord with all of our hearts. So, whether it's good that we are anticipating, whether it's bad that we are anticipating, whether we don't know the unknown. So, so in light of that, let's, um, let me just take you into that. That's the genesis of this verse of the year. And I want to take you, what I do oftentimes, I don't do it here, but I, I usually do it, I always do it in my study. I'm going to take you to, in this case, I usually go to different Bible translations and read the verses that I'm going to be talking about. I'm just going to show you four today. I don't normally do this publicly, but I'm going to do it just because I like the way it gives us a little different nuance in each one of these uh, translations. And I just follow along, and you'll see what I mean by that. Um, it goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is the New American Standard Bible, one that I always use. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. So there you go. That's that's a great Bible. It doesn't always flow well, but it's accurate word for word, so to speak, in terms of the translation. So that's the New American Standard Bible. Now watch the TNIV. This is today's New International Version. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. A little different twist there. Different translation. And then the New Living Translation puts it like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. And then there's the message, which is more of a paraphrase, but um, I like it. I like it so many times it just elucidates and so forth and gives you a little bit of a different, uh, a little bit of a different nuance. The message, uh, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume assume that you know it all. I like that one a lot. Two things, two concepts, very quickly. One is we got to trust God. Two is we don't always rely on ourselves. It's that simple. We've got to trust God. We don't always rely on ourselves. Um, very quickly, the thing about trusting God, let me just say this, and it's important to get to. 
so many times we think of trust as sort of a passive thing. I'm just going to lay back and relax. I've got to trust God. I've got to trust God. Okay, I'm going to do it. I've got to trust God. Trusting God, first of all, is a verb. You know that. But it, it's, it's a very active thing. Yes, we still plan. Yes, we still work hard. Yes, we still, we still stay up late and get up early and, and work really hard. Yes, we do all that. But we still have to trust God. Because we don't know exactly how that's all going to work. And, and you know what? Sometimes we'll trust in other things. We'll trust maybe, maybe in our job. But, but I don't need to tell you how that might not necessarily be the best thing to do at times. Sometimes we trust in our money. You say, well, I don't know about that. Well, let me ask you this. We went through a couple, couple, couple of tough years. I'm just curious. And you, you can answer this. You don't, have to, you don't have to raise your hand or anything like that. But uh, I wonder, what was it like for you when you checked your portfolio, whatever that is, whether that's online or whether that comes in the mail, uh, during some of those months, and, and you saw that maybe your, your net worth had, or your stocks and everything else was down maybe, maybe 25% or maybe down 50%. Um, maybe it's back up again, maybe, maybe it's more, maybe it's not. Just a minute, how did that make you feel? What did it do internally? Only you can probably answer that. Um, but you see, when you're trusting in the wrong things, it's going to be up and down. And then there's people, trust people. And, and that's okay, it's a good thing. We, we need people in our lives, and we need good people in our lives. But let me tell you one of the problems in trusting people. You know, you know some of them, some of the problems. One is... Sometimes people change. And the person that you trusted maybe at this t- point in time may not be the same person they were back then for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe it's choices, bad choices they had made. Maybe it's, cho- maybe it's not choices. Maybe just health or maybe their, 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 their mental situation isn't as, uh, isn't as good as it was. All kinds of reasons. Some their fault, some nobody's fault. But when you trust people, people can change. And, and, then, and, then, and then, but maybe you can find somebody who you really can trust. And in that particular situation, sometimes people, sometimes people aren't always there for you. Not anybody's fault. They're just not always there. And then sometimes, and, and, and we have to say this, sometimes people die. And you see sometimes that big hole in a person's life because somebody they trusted died or, or moved away and they couldn't have the same relationship or, or whatever it might be. So my point here is there's a lot of things that we can trust, but we still have to come back to trusting God. Don't always trust yourself. That's the second concept here. Now, that last second part of that verse, let me just go back to it. Don't depend on your own understanding or lean not on your own um, on your own understanding. I, I, my, my friend, my friend, my good friend here, the skeptic, I call him, um, when we first introduced this verse back in December, he told me afterwards we were having, I, I think we were downstairs having one of our, one of our fellowship hours down in the uh, Winbury's um, fellowship hall. And um, that front corner part of the fellowship hall. Anyway, um, probably table 10. Probably table 10. That's the one that's in the corner it's elevated, it's in the bar, it's my table, don't ever sit there, that's my table. If you sit there, I'll come over and ask you to move, okay, that's just all there is, that's just how it works, all right? No, I'm, I'm, I, can, I can be gracious uh, if Charlene's with me. But um, the, 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 uh, we were down talking about it, and my friend says to me, I don't like that second part of that verse. And I said, well, what? He said, that part, don't lean on your own understanding. He says, you know, he's by my age, he says, we, we've got a lot of life experience. Well, you're not supposed to lean on my own understanding. And I said, well, that's not what this verse is talking about. 
We are, we are to use our life experience all, in my case, 60 years. Did I tell you I had a birthday last week? Did I tell you that? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't, don't, don't applaud. Don't applaud. Uh, for those of you who are new for the first time, um, uh, it's been kind of a joke because it's been like a month-long celebration. And uh, it's mainly because it's a big, big number for me, and I'm having a hard time with it, so I'm just laughing about it, because if I don't laugh about it, I'll cry, literally. Um, but you, you, So we're talking about this. Is all 60 years of our life experience, we shouldn't use that? Of course we should use that. But that's not what this... It's, but this verse is saying, don't always go to the same tank, the same resource, to try to solve some of these issues. You've always done things a certain way. Maybe there's a better way. Maybe there's a different way. Maybe you need to... Pray about that a little more, or read the Bible to try to figure out maybe there's a maybe maybe I can handle the situation a little better than just the same old default mode that I've always used before. Because sometimes if we do it the same old way that we've always done, that might result in in in, in the same old kind of self-absorption that we've had before, or maybe it might result in the same kind of manipulation that that so many times some of us seem to have a problem with. Some people always want to go to that, and that's their default mode is manipulation. For some, it might be just be depression, and that's how they deal with their, their, their issues. Just They get depressed. For some, for some it might be just a, a, a new word that I invented. It might be a rotation. It's, it, here's how you spell that word, since you ask. R-U-T hyphen A hyphen shun. Okay? I-O-N. And, 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 and that's a word I made because... It's called getting stuck in a rut and not being able to get out. There needs to be a big word for that because you get stuck in a rut. And, and, and sometimes people get like that. They go to the same old way of doing things, try the same old thing, and whatever. That's not always the best thing. And one of the things that God wants us to understand, we'll trust him in all of our ways we'll acknowledge him and, and, and recognize my way may not always be the best way. And that's why he says the way he puts it there, and that's why I like the message when he says, don't try to figure everything out on your own. That's why we have prayer, pray. That's why we have the Bible. A friend of mine, a friend of mine who, who, who uh, we're talking one time, we're talking about uh, what he reads, and he's telling me, I, I, like, I like self-improvement stuff. And a long process, long story we talk, and, and we, we get together every so often now. And, and I said, well, you ought, you, ought, you ought to read the Bible a little more, man. He wasn't reading the Bible, still reading the Bible. Got a note from him this week, and he says, you know, this is the best self-improvement I've ever seen, the Bible. I said, yeah, dude. It's not just self, though. It's God working on self. Um, that's trusting God, not always trusting in yourself. Let me give you, let me give you a quote from a Frenchman. We're just going to go to the Frenchman. Um, I emailed one of our French teachers here in the church last night to try to get the proper French pronunciation on this guy's name. Um, and I'm not going to give it to you. You know why? Because some of you we, have, you, we have a few people in this church who are intellectual snobs. They're just intellectual snobs. Um, you know who you are. You, you, know, you know who you are. And I would, I would probably pronounce this guy's name perfectly uh, according to my French teacher's uh, uh, phonetic spelling, and there'd be still some of you who would come up to me afterwards and say, you really butchered that name, didn't you? So I'm not even going to do it. I'll, I'll, I will just say it's Francois, okay? That's his first name, Francois. You'll see his name up there, and I'll let you work on it when you go home. But, um, but aside from that, in seriousness, I want you to see what he says, because what he says is, uh, 
It is a, it is a lot. It is just, just think on this as you read it. Mediocre minds usually dismiss anything which reaches beyond their own understanding. Mediocre minds usually dismiss anything which reaches beyond their own understanding. Can I tell you a little secret? All of us at times are mediocre with our minds because we don't want to expand. We, don't, we want to keep doing things the way we've always done them, and that may not be what's best. And, and uh, Francois, I think, just 17th century guy, just nailed it for us right there. It's perfectly, uh, perfectly said. Don't always trust yourself. Trust God. Don't always trust yourself. Let me... Um, this is tough. What I really wanted to do is, is to, and what I really want to do is communicate to you this verse: trust God. You know, trust God with all your heart, and all you know. And trust the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your. I mean, it's a verse that I learned since I was a young kid in Sunday school. And I remember, I'm going to tell you, the first time I started thinking through this, there are many things in life where we just have no choice. We got to trust God. Sometimes in our marriages, certainly with our kids. Certainly with our grandkids, when you have them. Uh, you, just, you just don't, you do everything you can do, but you still, you still come away at the end of the day, you've got to trust God. So I was thinking about the first time that I ever really had to wrestle with this concept. December the 1st, 1969. I know what some of you are thinking. I know what some of you little punks are thinking. Some of you are thinking, 1969, hey, Dad, was that, who was, was that when Lincoln was president? No. Um, no, he wasn't. Nixon was president, actually. Um, December 1st, 1969, I was working in Rome, Georgia, as a disc jockey at a country music station, WLAQ. WLAQ, country, country. Here's a new one from George Jones, ladies and gentlemen, George Jones. He stopped loving her today. I still remember that stuff, man. It's been all those years. I can't remember last week, but I remember this stuff, like from years and years ago. Anyway, I was working in this little, little puny country town, Rome, Georgia, in the mountains just outside of, an hour and a half outside of uh, Atlanta. Nothing good ever came out of Rome, Georgia, except one thing, and I married her. Okay? So, uh, there you go. Yeah, and uh, it's true. I had to do my time, and that little puny town for a year and a half to convince her that I was the greatest man on the face of the earth. The truth is she had no choice. There was nobody else there. But, I mean, that's beside the point, you know. <laughs> but I wasn't going to tell her that. I said, hey, you know, I'm, taking her out. I'm not taking her to Atlanta. She'll find out there's a whole bunch of other guys there. But anyway, so I'm, I'm in Rome, Georgia. I'm working at the radio station, WLAQ, my, do my regular shift. I do my sign-off, the usual sign-off that I'd sign off the radio station at 1 a.m. And I did the evening shift, and... Um, and, I, and this, was just, this was just past midnight, so it was December the 1st, and it was going to be the first night. Now, some of you are going to have a hard time relating to this if you're at a certain age or under a certain age, but at this particular time, every male, every male lived in fear. I mean, I mean cowering fear of one thing called the selective service, the draft. I mean, it made grown men cry. I mean, and, and, and I was one of them because you were like, if Vietnam was going on and they were... I mean, it was just, it was really tough. And if those of you who've lived through that know what I'm talking about. This was the first time that the guys born from 48 to 50, 
uh, were going to be, they were going to select birthdays out of a big, they have, a, you can see it on the, you know, they have a big, had a big like jar, huge jar with little balls in them. On each ball, 365 balls, they had a day, you know, like January the 3rd, April the 4th, you know, and so forth. And they would pull these things out and whatever your, whatever date was, if you were, like they'd pull out April the 4th and you're born April the 4th, it was number one, okay, or number two, whatever it was. So you knew at that particular time that the first 200 Maybe 225, we were told by Huntley and Brinkley and whoever else. We were told at that time that the first two, maybe 250 dates that are drawn out are, are most likely going to be drafted. And you knew if that meant you were going to get drafted, you're likely going to Nam. So I'm very interested and I'm very engaged. So it's 1 a.m., they're starting the thing. I go grab a chair. I literally, this is, I, I remember like it was yesterday, I grabbed a chair, I signed off the radio station, and I got a chair, set it right in front of the AP machine, the, 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 the teletype, and I got my drink of, the, drink of choice, which at that time was just a big old diet, not diet, just a regular Coke, and a bag of chips, still a bag of chips, now it's Diet Coke, and uh, I'm in for the night. I'm settling in. I want to see what's going to happen. We get through the first 100. So keep in mind, it's going to be at least 200. It ended up being 195. First 195 dates were, were definitely going to be drafted. I get through the first 100, and I'm like, whew, made that one. 101. Good. 102. Ah, oh, good, man. Maybe I can get through another 100. 103. Ah, oh, good. I still get, I still get, I still get goosebumps. All of a sudden, number 104, June the 19th. And I thought, I'm dead. I'm going to Vietnam. I'm going to die. I mean, that's how I was thinking at that time. I'm like, I mean, I'm, you're, it's just, you're just, for the first time in my life, I can't talk my way out of it. I, I can't just run and move. I'd move three or four times by that time, go to a different college, whatever. I, I, I just, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you could go to Canada. That, that really wasn't an option for me. And, and, you, and all I could think about was the, this verse that I learned as a kid. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. I'm defenseless. I got no understanding to lean on. I got no place to go. I got nothing else I can do. But then I would ask the question, now, where else would I want to go? Who else would I want to go to other than the Lord God? And you know what? Yours may not be the selective service. Yours might be something different. It might be a, a, you're staring down the, the, the barrel of a gun about your marriage or some family issues or some job issues that I know is affecting many of you. Where else are you going to go? Where else would you want to go but to the Lord God? So when I read these words from Emerson where he says, all I've seen, all I've seen, I kind of I resonate. I've seen a lot. Because there would be, after this, there would be my marriage and there would be kids and jobs and job losses and job gains and all kinds of issues where I've had, to, where I've had that same desperate feeling 
I got no place to go, but you got. Let me tell you what Emerson says. I love this. All I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator for all I have not seen. And I, I can only read that and just it, just it just says, Amen. All I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator for all I have not seen. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Read the Bible. Find some good instructions. Pray. And he says, he'll show you which path to take. Sometimes you just got to pray. Ask God to really give you direction through, 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 your, through your heart, that still small voice that, that can speak to you. All I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator for all I have not seen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the way the message says it, and don't try to figure out everything yourself. Let's pray together. Lord God, these are, these are amazingly powerful words. And, and, and Lord, I, I, we just can't. We just can't possibly trust you enough without the Spirit of God working in our heart and in our lives. So God, I, I pray as Luther did, help, help, me, help me even in my doubts at times. I pray, God, that you would strengthen each one of us. Pray that for myself, that my faith in you would be strengthened and that our lives and my life would show it as a result. We thank you for that. We thank you for your love, for your grace, for the redemptive purposes you have in all of our lives. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.